Welcome back to the Desert Springs Church podcast. It exists to supplement the ministry and growth of the body here at Desert Springs Church. My name is Drew. I'm here with Chase and Ryan. And we missed a podcast last week because the three of us were out of town. We were in Nashville for the annual gathering of the Southern Baptist Convention. So we're really grateful to go, really grateful to spend some time there and uh, and meeting there. And we're going to talk about today on this episode what we did there. Mm. But first, Chase, start us off with what is the Southern Baptist Convention? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> and it's probably not what I think people would assume that it is. Um, I didn't grow up Southern Baptist, and so I came by my affiliation with the Southern Baptist Convention honestly, and <laughs> and I think it's uh, I think it's beautiful. So the the SBC, in short, it started in the early nineteenth um, century, is is just a an affiliation of churches, Baptist churches, Baptistic churches that all agreed on a few core principles, and the biggest thing that they agreed on was we need to go share the gospel with lost people, especially around the world. And these little Baptist churches realized we didn't have enough money to sponsor a missionary to go to India. But if all of us cooperated together and everybody pitched in a little bit, then we could fund lots of missionaries to go to lots of places around the world. And so that was how it was called the Triennial Convention when it got started. And that's what it was. It was Baptist churches pooling money together. And every three years they would meet to decide how they were going to spend that money and all for the purpose of missions. Um, then the southern part of the Southern Baptist Convention was uh, right around the time of the Civil War, a little bit before that, there was a lot of um, debate. There was a large abolitionist movement in the Triennial Convention of Baptists, and they did not want any missions funding to go to slaveholders. And so they didn't want to send any missionaries out into the field that owned slaves, rightly so. Mm. Um, but that was a big issue of contention in the Triennial Convention. And so a whole group of Baptists, for more reasons than just that, for political reasons, but the the Southern group of those Baptists pulled out and made their own convention. So that was in, like I said, right around the Civil War. So sadly, that is the, the beginning of the history of the SBC, but that heart of wanting to take the gospel to the nations maintained. And yeah. um, actually, unfortunately, the Northern Baptists abandoned the gospel and abandoned the Bible altogether. And so they kind of just, they're still technically around, but they really disappeared. Mm -hmm. But the Southern Baptist Convention um, just kept on growing as this really, uh, really eager, really zealous missions organization. And that's, that's kind of why hmm. it existed. Um, and thankfully, the Southern Baptist Convention has also heartily repented of that horrible history that, yeah. that led to its founding. So, yeah. um, and they have, continued to try and extirpate all the, the roots of racism out. So yeah. anyway, that's the history. Okay. Uh, what so, it is today. Yeah, what is it today? Same thing. Independent Baptist churches or Baptistic churches, churches that would agree on what's called the Baptist faith and message, um, which we would. And uh, it's those churches saying, you know what, we can do more together than we can do independently. And so we are going to cooperate, give funds together so that we can all do things like send out missionaries, yeah, but then also pay for seminaries. Um, actually, the SBC mm. has six seminaries. Yeah. Um, support things like the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, which is um, an arm of the Southern Baptist Convention that does a lot of policy writing and ethics and things like that. So it's not a denomination, technically. Okay, explain, and, explain that. 
Yeah. So like a, a typical denomination, like you would think of maybe the Anglican communion or Methodist. the Methodists or um, Presbyterian even Presbyterians, that everything that's implied in that structure is that those churches are not independent. They have some organizing structure above them that can dictate to them what they do. So like in the Anglican communion, there's a bishop over these churches. And so being part of that, you're placing yourself under the authority of the hierarchy of this denominational mm-hmm. structure. The Southern Baptist Convention does not work like that yeah. at all. So we, by our involvement with the SBC, uh, are not obligated to anybody but the elders of our church. So yep. nobody, the president of the SBC can't tell us what to do. We tell the president of the SBC what to yeah. do. So it actually is Our involvement the is purely volitional. Yep, we, it's yeah, voluntary. Um, and it's largely giving funds. So yep. part of our budget every year is we give a little bit of money to what's called the cooperative program. So it's just money that the Southern Baptist Convention uses to further mm-hmm. the mission. And we can designate that money to to right. certain entities in the SBC and initiatives. Yep. Yeah, that's good. So that's a little bit on what the SBC is. Ryan, what is uh, what is the annual meeting that we were just at? And then and then take us into some of the things that we did at the meeting. Yeah, so it's, um, it's sort of the convention um, in full flower. It's... Um, it's the convention actually convening, which it only does once a year. Um, I heard recently that it's the largest deliberative body in the world, uh, at least yeah. when it's this big. And the meeting we just had, uh, I believe it had 16,000 messengers um, from churches represented there. Okay, and what's a messenger? A messenger? Well, Chase and I were technically messengers from Desert Springs. Uh, we get two messengers. Depending on how much money you give to the Southern Baptist Convention, you get more messengers, if you give more, mm-hmm. up to 12 messengers. We don't give that much, um, for better or worse. Yeah. And uh, so we got two messengers, and then you went as yep. a, a guest. Yep. And um, so I don't, I'm not sure how many were there total. Uh, if there's 16,000 messengers there, then there were a number of people like yourself, Drew, who were there as who guests. Who got the ugly green lanyard. <laughs> yeah. And not and not a ballot to, uh, just to wave in the air. Shame, yeah. Didn't get the pretty yellow ballot you guys got. Yeah, yeah. So the annual meeting is a couple days um, of these messengers and guests getting together and um, deliberating issues, presenting various motions um, and various. So it's like a business meeting. Yeah, it, yeah. much of it. I would say maybe seventy-five yeah. percent is a business meeting. There are also some sermons. There's also some singing that happens, but it's not quite like a conference like you would think of if uh, anyone's ever gone to TGC yeah. or Together for the Gospel or our own Claris. Claris. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less of that sort of sermonic... Um, theological training. Theological yep. training, teaching, and singing, uh, and yeah. more of um, deliberating various issues and, yeah. and updates. hearing, yeah, yep. hearing motions Reports. made and... It's like a really rowdy members meeting <laughs> with 17,000 people. With 17,000 yeah. people from a lot of different churches. Yes. Mm-hmm. With and a lot of opinions. And yeah. traditions and opinions. Parts are very boring. And then some parts get really interesting yeah. and it can change really fast. Yeah. Um, every now and then there's something, there's a moment of levity. Mm-hmm. There was uh, <laughs> a young man guy. who approached the microphone and said... Uh, He'd, he'd been trying to get them to turn up the air conditioning, yeah. and uh, everyone and he got that. he got the loudest applause of anything. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think the, in the, the whole, whole convention crowd got real so rowdy. Was about the guy that. who asked them to turn on the air? Yeah. Um, 
All right, so so let's let's walk through here. There's kind of some main main categories of of items that uh, that take place at a convention at an annual meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention. So let's start with resolutions. Ryan, tell us what are what are the resolutions that that are made each year? Yeah. So these are various statements. Um, there are probably eight to ten or twelve different resolutions um, that are voted on, and um, and all they do is represent the majority, if they're passed, they represent the majority of the messengers that were there in attendance that year. Okay. They're not binding. Um, there have been some eyebrow-raising motions or resolutions in the past. Uh, probably the most infamous was when um, the SBC many years ago, um, in a resolution, boycotted Disney. Yeah. Um, so what did that mean? I mean, no Southern Baptist could go to Disney World or Disneyland that year? Yeah. No. Um, it was a statement by that year's messengers yeah, yeah. to say, yeah. we think we should boycott. And I would Disney. say 90, 95% of the resolutions that are made are really quite good. Mm. Excellent statements on mm-hmm. theological issues, marriage, abortion, cultural issues, moral issues, um, I mean, you can go, you just type into the web, SBC resolutions, and there you can find all the resolutions from all of time. And they have a resolution committee that oversees this process, yeah. that vets them, that... that yeah. So you, pretty much anybody can make a resolution, but right. not everyone gets to the floor to be voted on. Sure. So what the committee on resolutions will do is take these recommendations, these resolution suggestions, and then perhaps they'll take five and compile them into one. Yeah, they're common. Uh, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Or, you know, th- this one's really good, but there's one paragraph that's pretty off page or mm-hmm. something. Um, so they'll, they'll yeah, they'll, they'll make it more um, agreeable to a wider yeah. selection of um, Southern Baptists. And it's so, probably good to think about resolutions as an expression of the convictions or the opinions yeah. of the SBC at that time. Like this is mm-hmm. a majority expression of how we think or feel about this ab- thing, about cer- yeah. a certain thing. Um, and like Ryan said, it's at that one point in time. So you can't go back and rescind a, re- a resolution from Mm-mm. years past, you know, yeah. um, there's lots of resolutions around the time of the civil war about that we would and, yeah. wish that we could strike yeah. from the record, but that's a historical record of how yeah. the convention was mm-hmm. was thinking, operating, th- feeling at the time that it happened. Yeah. And that became really relevant this year mm. because the last time there was an SBC annual meeting, which because of COVID was two years ago, so 2019, there was this famous or infamous resolution passed, um, Resolution 9 as mm-hmm. it's called, and it was on critical race theory and the sufficiency of scripture. Um, so that's been concerning to some people that that got passed back in 2019, and many people there at the convention were hoping to rescind the 2019 Resolution 9, mm-hmm. but I totally understand the, the thinking that it's just simply impossible. You mm-hmm. can't undo a statement that's already been made. The genie can't go back in the bottle. Right. But this year, there was a new resolution that... Um, and that's that's the funny thing about resolutions, right? So, like in the Civil War era, there were resolutions about slavery and um, all these objectionable things. Well, in 1995, there was a resolution that completely 
disagreed with everything that yeah. the SBC said about racism yeah. and, um, and repented of it corporately. So this year there was a resolution that interacted directly with resolution, maybe not directly with, but with the ideas. It was a response. Yeah. It was to, a response to yeah, yeah. Um, that that said very clearly, we don't endorse any kind of uh, philosophical worldview or ideology that has as its basis of the problem with humanity anything other than sin. Yeah. And yeah, it, let me let me read a few of these resolves that come out of this latest resolution. This is called On the Sufficiency of Scripture for Race and Racial Reconciliation. And it says, Resolved that we reject any theory or worldview that finds the ultimate identity of human beings in ethnicity or in any group, any other group dynamic. Uh, resolved that we reject any theory or worldview. Now notice, any theory or worldview that sees the primary problem of humanity as anything other than sin against God and the ultimate solution as anything other than the redemption found only in Christ. Yeah. So I Amen. think the those who were formulating this um, had critical race theory in mind. Oh, sure. obviously. Um, but they also didn't want to limit it to just, just critical yeah. race theory. Yeah, thought that was really good. Um, there are also motions that are made. So these are these are different from resolutions. So what what are uh, what are motions that are made? And let's and there was one there was one big one, and we can mm. talk about that one. Mm. Um, but yeah, talk about the difference between a motion and a resolution. Well, remember, go back to. What is the SPC? It's uh, it's an organization that is directing the funds of these churches that are cooperating together. And so when you come together for the annual meeting, a big part of that is the messengers telling the Southern Baptist Convention what we want them to be doing with our funds mm-hmm. and then with the operating organization that manages those funds. And so motions are different from resolutions. They're not just an expression of opinion, but they are actually a a move to action, that yeah. we are moving that the SBC do, do certain things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not, not in that moment, but uh, to take certain steps in the intervening period between the, the annual meetings that we're, we're telling the organization to do certain things. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about the motion that, that got the headlines, yeah. the motion to, uh, to for a third-party investigation of the executive committee of the SBC. Con- of the SBC concerning sexual abuse cases. Yeah. So can you guys shed any light on on that? Yeah. Yeah. So if you remember, when was this, 2018? Um, early 2019, there was a Houston Chronicle article mm, that right. came out that, um, that exposed uh, a lot of cases of sexual abuse in Southern Baptist churches and also what seemed to be, at least in those churches, a culture of... Cover up, um, covering it up, rug. yeah, not not handling it well, and that again, where it's really important to go back to, we're not a denomination, and yeah. so just because there's instances of abuse and cover up in one church, that doesn't mean that that's maybe endemic in all Southern Baptist churches right, because there's sure. such autonomy mm-hmm. between the churches. But still, there was troubling cases of sexual abuse that and came churches to light. can be removed from the SBC. That's right. The SBC yeah. as an entity can say, no, you're not basically keeping in step with the Baptist faith and message. And and it was only in 2019 that they made that kind of official. Yeah. Um, before that, it was a little fuzzy whether that could happen or not, yeah. because these are independent churches, and right. it would seem like it could be meddling. Mm-hmm. Um, however, yeah. at some point, it when you're talking about abuse and the cover-up of abuse, um, or 
uh, a church being blatantly outside and obviously outside the Baptist faith and message, the yeah. doctrinal statement, at some point you have to be able to say, yeah, we, we're breaking You can't identify as here. Southern yeah. Baptist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so they made a new committee in 2019, the Credentials Committee, that, okay. and um, that's what they do is they yeah. make sure a church is still in good standing yeah. that so, way. So fast forward now to uh, this past year, and Russ Moore, who was the president of the mm. ERLC. The yeah. Ethics and Religious Liberty yeah. Commission. Which is an SBC entity. He resigned kind of suddenly mm-hmm. and then released some, there were some letters that were released and the the claims that were being made were very troubling mm-hmm. um, about the executive committee and members in the executive committee and in leadership in the Southern Baptist Convention. So, yeah, um, so, the- so that, that really stirred up what became... Yeah. This motion. And, and those and, letters just came out, oh, what, a week before the SBC meeting? Yeah. yeah. Which is always how that happens. Is, yeah. You know, crazy right. stuff happens. But and in all fairness, those were leaked letters, you know, so we do have to put that asterisk mm-hmm. next to it. Although I think things, claims made there, and then even apart from those letters, you can see that there's some troubling things going on in the executive committee that would look like what, what those letters were claiming was a culture of intimidation, yeah. a culture of uh, manipulation and trying to coerce or cover things up. And then some some cases where abuse victims were um, were intimidated or not given the yeah. hearing that they... Kind of silenced. Yeah, that they deserved. And, and so, that, yeah, there, there were some troubling allegations, yeah. at least. We can yeah. just leave it at that, allegations. Yeah. But there was a groundswell of um, movement in the SBC in concern that that needed to be investigated. Yeah. It needed okay. to be checked out. And that's when the executive committee initiated their own investigation in an investigation of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that raised eyebrows in concern. And so now we're getting back to Drew's question he asked probably three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there needed to be some The motion, to it. right. The yeah. motion. Um, so there was a motion made and eventually passed. Really it took almost two full days to get to the to that point. But there was a, a motion passed that there would be a third-party independent investigation of the executive committee into these allegations yeah. of um, sexual abuse cover-up. And, and it passed overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. Yeah. It, yeah. Thankfully, it passed and, and even the, uh, in 90-10 or something. Ronnie Floyd, the head of the executive committee, even welcomed it after yep. he um, kind of saw that it was going to go that way. Yep. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So that's just one of the motions. Um, won't go into all of those. And let me say too, I've I've seen some people, uh, mostly on the internet, who have been uh, talking about the the statement "the world is watching." I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have seen this, but a lot of people have been bringing that out and saying um, that that was that that was cited in the SBC as kind of a pragmatic or um, less faithful reason for for taking certain steps in the SBC. Like we're only that, doing this for the our reputation in right. the news. Yeah, because we want to look good to mm-hmm. the world. But um, as as I remember, the only time that that phrase was used was in connection to these sexual abuse cases. And I think that's exactly right, because I think we ought to, as churches, be concerned be about our witness. a statement to the world that, what we think about exactly, sexual abuse. Exactly, that we want yes. to be above reproach. So if, if you've heard that, I, you know, I know it's really easy to take one thing out of context and think that that, but we were there and the heart behind all of this was we want to be above reproach in the world. We don't want to, um, yeah, we don't want to cover up sin. We don't want to be That's unjust. Right. That's exactly That's right. right. And there was also that one time where J.D. Greer, the the, the president during the convention, um, 
told us all to bend our arms a little bit so we weren't all <laughs> sticking our arms out yeah. when we were doing a well, we've uh, got to paint the picture so a collective uh, laying on reach, of hands reach your hand out yep. is a sign that you are laying hands on this yeah. person a sign of affirmation yeah right and then jd says Said, now i need you all to sort of bend your arm put a little we angle. don't need a photo of 16,000 SBCers with their arms extended. Extended straight upward. out. You yeah. can imagine that visual. So, <laughs> yeah. So, there are, there are there are times. That's right. Uh, when, when we should. We should care. Um, that's a good good point. Um, there were also some elections. Uh, well, really one. One big election mm-hmm. um, of the new president of the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. So, Ryan, Ryan, talk us through that drama. The, there are many more. I mean, there's vice president and second right. vice president and this committee and that committee. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, the one that most people um, are probably most concerned about is um, the election of the next SBC president. Uh, they usually serve two terms. Um, it's, it's a one-term election, but then renewable for a second term. J.D. Greer actually had three years, again, because and of And the term is a year. That's a, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ed Litton, L-I-T-T-O-N, is now um, the president of the SBC. He's a pastor in Alabama. Um, I wasn't that familiar with him before. Um, I was much more familiar with um, Al Moeller, who's at Southern Seminary, where Chase graduated from, mm-hmm. and Caleb and others. Mm-hmm. Um he, he surprisingly got, what, 26% of the votes uh, in the first round. Yeah, we should say it was a four-way contest. Yeah, in right. Yeah. yeah, four candidates. Um, Mueller got 26%. The two other guys got in the 30s uh, percentage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they moved to a, um, a, another vote with just those other two. Um, so that would have been Mike Stone and Ed Litton, again, two pastors, um, one representing mm, far right and the other representing more of left, less, but we're still right. talking conservatives here. We're still talking yeah. inerrantists. We're still yeah. talking guys who believe um, the Baptist faith and message. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might put that into practice a little bit differently. They may differ on some... Um, some theological issues that are not mentioned in the uh, Baptist faith and message. Um, and I think there's no denying that Ed Litton is he, he's he's a passionate promoter of racial reconciliation right. in mm-hmm. his church. And then Mike Stone would be one who is passionately concerned mm-hmm. about critical race theory and social justice, social right. justice yep. issues, thinking that those are sure marks of liberalism. Yeah, you know? and and it's probably worth saying, so the Baptist faith and message is pretty broad as a doctrinal statement. Yeah. Um, so there are like our our own statement of faith as a church, and then our elder statement of faith here at DSC is a lot more specific mm-hmm. about uh, what we believe and how we're organizing as a church. But the Baptist faith and message, this thing that we're cooperating around, it's really broad. So it's broad on areas of soteriology. So there are Calvinists and Arminians in the Southern Baptist Convention, and we're saying we're going to set that difference aside so that we can do missions together. Man, I I, I miss when we just fight about Calvinism and Arminianism. Those (laughs) Those are the the good good old days. Yeah, they were. And J.D. was a big deal because he was the first Calvinist president in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And But, you know, it's, it's also broader than... I wish that it were about what complementarian means. Yeah. So it's committedly yeah. complementarian in the roles for men and women, especially in the church. 
but how that plays out with relation yeah. to preaching, yeah. um, it's it's not specific. So the Baptist faith and message is specific on um, the pastoral ministry and the office being limited to yeah. males, mm-hmm. right? Yes, but um, the function not of so specific as to say therefore men only should preach on Sunday or morning. teach yeah. a mixed group. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, that's that's just a, a broad category yeah. where there's difference and we cooperate in that difference. Yeah. So again, I wouldn't go to J.D. Greer's church. Because of that issue. Because of that issue, because yeah. he's he's a little less, he, he falls in a different place on that than I do. Um, mm-hmm. And Ed Litton too, some would have that concern right. that um, I believe Ed Litton and his wife together shared the you know, the pulpit in a sense, it probably wasn't behind a pulpit, yeah. but the sermon for a specific Sunday was Ed and his wife right. talking together. Right. And some would see that as, yeah. um, well, liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you wouldn't do that. You and wouldn't. I wouldn't do that, right. even though my wife would probably have much better things to say than <laughs> I do on a Sunday morning. But, but, the, but the point is, Ed Litton believes in his conscience that he is complementarian, complementarian yeah. and is mm-hmm. obeying the, predict- the, the yeah. dictates of Scripture. Yeah. yeah, because the Baptist faith and message doesn't deal with that specificity of who preaches when right. and where mm-hmm. and how. Yep. Um, yeah, that's still he's still within the Baptist faith and message. Yeah, and then maybe on the other side of the spectrum, there's always, you know, there's a spectrum of Baptists out there, and there's another stream of Baptists. Uh, the far extreme of that would be independent Baptists mm. that make the the areas of difference so important that they say we cannot cooperate with any other church because they disagree with us on on this or that point. And so there's that spectrum of, okay, how big a tent are we going to be? What are these mm-hmm. differences that we're, okay, operating within versus thing, you know? And so, um, yeah, the, the SBC, it's kind of a, a beautiful thing, I think, that we can cooperate with people that we have broad differences with, although we agree on the gospel, we agree on the inerrancy of scripture. The only people left in the Southern Baptist Convention are inerrantists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We sorted that out in the 90s. And so we are all in agreement, but how that works out, we'll argue about, we'll have robust debate, but we can still cooperate together for the sake of the gospel. Yeah, yeah, good word. So speaking of for the sake of the gospel, there's commissionings uh, that take place. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Chase, talk about that. That IMB yeah. commissioning service. Yeah, the, the International sending. Mission Board is another entity of the SBC. It really is the, the heart of the SBC. It gets the bulk of the cooperative program giving, so the bulk of the money. Um, it's the largest missions board, missions agency in the world. And every year uh, they send out more and more missionaries. I don't know how many missionaries we have on the field right now with the IMB. 3,000 some? Yeah, 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 wow. and so those missionaries are supported entirely. Yeah, they are not raising money. They're not. Right. They're not spending time fundraising. They are, and supported entirely through Southern Baptist churches. And yeah, every year they commission more into an amount. So this last year they sent out sixty four, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a neat ceremony. It's always really encouraging where they have these missionaries uh, get up, talk about real briefly just who they are, where they're going to go, but probably a good third of them, if not more, um, are behind a, a screen because yeah. they're mm-hmm. send, they're being sent to places that are not uh, that are not safe to, yeah. to be a missionary. Um, it was it was really funny. I saw some old friends from seminary at the at the convention. I was really excited to see them. I said, What are you guys doing? Said, We're we just got commissioned to be sent out. I said, I didn't hear your names and they used false names because they're going right. to a yeah. place in Central Asia. 
to, to share the gospel mm. with a group of people that doesn't even have a written alphabet and mm. they're going to translate the Bible for them. Wow. Um, and, and yeah, so these dear friends of mine, they're being sent out entirely yeah. funded by the SBC to go share the gospel with an unreached people group. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it really is one of the sweetest moments of that, yeah. that time together at the annual meeting. Yeah. So cool. Happy to cooperate with that. Yeah. Um, and there's also some singing going on. You mentioned that, Ryan. Um, I, I can speak to that. This is, this is my first time to be at the, the annual meeting uh, as an adult. I used to go years ago when I was a kid, when my dad would go uh, to the, the annual meeting each year. Um, so this is most I can remember of it singing. And so in the, in the main gathering, when we would be doing all the motions and resolutions, it was mostly led by uh, the, the worship team from Summit Church, which is J.D. Greer's church, who was the, the, the sitting president at the time of the meeting. Um, and they did a good job leading us through. Uh, they're a little bit more of a of a gospel feel, and uh, and so it's it's hard to sing in a giant warehouse room with mm-hmm. with seventeen thousand people. Um, and uh, so sang a few songs we knew, most a bunch of songs we didn't know. Um, so that was that was okay. They're a good band. Uh, they play really well. the 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 keyboardist is out of his mind, and I just oh, remember he would play during the prayers. Um, so that they were, they were really into that. So they would be playing music behind every prayer that would go up, and yeah. and he was playing stuff during the prayer that was blowing my mind. And I think I laughed out loud at one point because it, what he was playing was so ridiculous yeah. and amazing. But he was playing it during a prayer. Yep. Uh, and I just yeah, I was like, okay. But that wasn't the only time we sang. That's one way to do that. So then another context I got to experience singing was I went to uh, I I snuck into Midwestern's uh, luncheon. Uh, Midwestern had a luncheon for the seminary and, and yeah, people who support the seminary and alum. Um, but a friend of mine was leading the singing for uh, for that luncheon. So I said, hey, can I can I come hang out with you guys? And so he and his, uh, his small team from a church in Nashville, so he's a local uh, music guy in Nashville, uh, he led the singing and uh, sang like three songs and they were all just great and classic hymns and, and newer hymns that we sing here at our church. So that was really cool. Uh, singing with about a thousand uh, Midwesterners, and we and, did that, Ryan and I went to the Southern Seminary yeah, luncheon, yeah, yeah, which, which I'm sure was way better yeah. than Midwestern. Oh, I bet yeah, it was yeah. so much better. And yeah, yeah Matt Boswell led at that. I one. I don't know, but the, the music was probably pretty close. It was probably pretty close to both. It was probably the same songs that they <laughs> right. <laughs> they probably sang the same songs written by Matt Boswell. Yeah, right. all the Matts. Um, uh, and then the third context, which was the most fun, this is awesome. was uh, Nine Marks, the, the Nine Marks ministry. They, they put on uh, what they called Nine Marks at Nine. So at 9 p.m., both Monday and Tuesday night, they hosted an event in Nashville's First Baptist Church, historic church downtown, right across the street from the big convention center. It's an old historic building, beautiful building, brick walls, pipe organ, picturesque. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can all see it, Hymn, uh, pews, hymns, wonderful. So... Uh, this was the second night, Tuesday night. Chase, you and I went, went a little early, and uh, and I went up to say hi to Mark Dever, and he and he just looks at me. He goes, "How's your voice?" And I said, "Oh, it's fine." He goes, "Well, help me sing." And so I stood up there, and we sang a cappella mm-hmm. uh, hymns. Mark would call out the hymn number, and then I would just basically get these guys started. And and by the time it finished, we went from eight thirty to nine, so thirty minutes leading up to the event. We just we sang about seven hymns, and start to finish. By the end, there was probably five hundred men Acapella, in there, just belting it out. Five hundred, five hundred pastors, yeah. just singing so their brains good. out a cappella, 
Um, that but was pretty cool. Mark was yeah. going to some deep tracks. Like, yes. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I have never heard Two this. of them I didn't know. <laughs> two, two of the yeah. seven I did not know, but I was thankful I had the notes in front of me. I was yep. like, all right. Yeah. I was like, we'll get we'll get going here, and then yeah. I'll jump in and I'll follow you guys. Yeah. So it was it was really cool. Yeah. We should link to some of the the video of of that uh, in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you guys started show notes yet? That's funny. I still don't know what show notes are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just heard I was listening to another podcast today, and it mentioned show notes, and I was like, ah, it yeah, is a yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll work on that um, show notes. So that was that was the adoration portion of our podcast where we got to we got to sing a little bit at the at the meeting, uh, and that was fun. Uh, there was also a little bit of teaching time, um, but then but then something that I know all three of us really enjoyed is just getting to uh, meet up with pastors and, mm-hmm. and church leaders that we don't get to normally see, yeah. and to encourage one another. Um, I, I got to do that with a few a few music guys that I that I know in the area and that, that are SBC guys that were there. I know you guys did as well. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's always a really sweet time of of affirmation. Of uh, edification and encouragement. It's yeah. it's really it's mostly a really rowdy members meeting yeah. with a family reunion feel. A little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You just get to see people you haven't seen. You know, I, I a lot of these people I hadn't seen since we left Kentucky, so it was great to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So in closing, both of you guys can answer this. What what are you encouraged by after being at this year's meeting about the state of the SBC and and why are we happy to continue to cooperate with the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. Um, I was encouraged that when, whenever there was a vote on anything related to the protection of um, victims, yeah, abuse victims, um, the vote went the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, overwhelmingly so, as right. we said. Yeah. So I'm glad the Southern Baptist Convention is not an, an institution that's going to waffle on that. Um, I, I'm thankful that there was a clear statement on the sufficiency of Scripture, mm-hmm. um, and, and and even the rejection of any again any worldview that um, would have a non-scriptural yeah. uh, outlook or analysis and of there were the a problem of, or the solution. There were a few times where critical race theory by name was denounced from yeah. from the stage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for six seminaries that are yeah. all, um, they're led by inerrantists. The faculty are inerrantists. Um, the, there wasn't, it wasn't very long ago that um, all six of the seminary presidents um, came out with a, a statement um, denouncing critical race theory in case mm-hmm. there were any uh, questions, any people it. wondered that. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just thankful, you know, apart from just one year uh, or how it's going just today, um, we we mentioned this in our elders meeting just a couple of days ago. Uh, I think in that room of what, nine guys were maybe in the room and maybe five or six of you guys have had Mm. um, seminary education at a discounted rate through a Southern Baptist school. Yeah, uh, and I'm really thankful for that. Yep. That's we just couldn't do that on our own. Yeah. Um, we, in some ways, we can do missions and do do missions apart from the Southern Baptist Convention, but we just over the years kept benefiting from the SBC seminaries um, in a very direct way, and that was one of the biggest motivations for us um, putting our hand to the plow with the Southern mm-hmm. Baptist Convention. Is we kept hiring guys from. SBC seminaries yeah. and benefiting from the discounted yeah. education that you were receiving. Yeah, think about all of the professors just at Southern Seminary right now. These guys, um, 
Tom Schreiner, Peter yeah. Gentry just retired, Steve Wellum, yeah. Bruce Ware. I mean, I, we could just go on. It's one of the greatest theological faculties ever assembled. Mm -hmm. And all of them have to take a salary. All of them have to be provided for so that they can keep on doing the research that they're doing and the writing that they're doing and the teaching that they're doing. There's no way that any one church could. I mean, sure, one church could maybe provide some kind of theological training, but not like that. Yeah, right. And, yeah, I think if there was any reason to to be SBC, apart from the missions, I think the seminary is yeah. uh, the seminaries yeah. is, is a great reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, again, is is one of my first meetings uh, – as an adult, I thought the whole proceeding was handled really, really well by by JD Greer mm. uh, and and the leadership there. Um, I thought it was really sane and charitable the way all of mm. the even the contentious portions were handled. Yeah, uh, I was really encouraged by that. And yeah, like you said, Ryan, all the all the stuff that you were kind of like cringing, like which way is this going to go? Um, I thought I thought it was handled in a very biblical and and sane way. Um, yeah, I just I don't. I don't see a, a liberal drift that mm. that a lot of people were concerned about and still are. Right, I yeah. just didn't see that. I didn't hear that. I saw a bunch of conservative, Bible-believing Southern Baptists that want to love and serve one another, that, that want to seek out rec a racial reconciliation and protecting of, of abuse victims. Um, and, and the they, unborn. Yeah, yeah, that was and really the unborn. clear. Yeah, yeah throughout. so that, that was clear all the way throughout. So... I think I read this this past week. I can't remember who said it, and I just totally agree. I, the The Southern Baptist Convention does not need another conservative resurgence, like it did in the seventies mm -hmm. and eighties, uh, when yeah, when they weren't holding fast to the inerrancy of Scripture. Um, but it could it could potentially use a uh, a great commandment resurgence of loving mm -hmm. God and loving our neighbor. Mm -hmm. And so that's yeah. If there was anything anything to to say about it, I'm. I'm not worried about the Southern Baptist Convention drifting liberal. No. But I think we can always continue to grow in how we love God and love one another. Yeah. And should someday we find ourselves in, uh, in participating with uh, an organization like the Southern Baptist Convention that is drifting liberal, we can always just pull out Please of that. We just stop. Yeah. Yeah. I told That's, somebody this last week, if the SBC ceased to exist, we Sunday still coming and we still gather yeah. and nothing changes for yeah. us. Yeah. 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 So we're thankful for it, thankful to continue to cooperate with it. Um, but what happens this Sunday as we gather is so much more important than anything that happened at this annual meeting. And uh, to God be the glory for all of that. So Amen. thank you. Thank you both uh, for taking the time. And, uh, and thank you, church, for allowing us three thank to you for go. sending us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's such, a, such a privilege to represent our church there and, and to go and uh, be a part of it. So if you have any more questions about the Southern Baptist Convention or affiliation with them, um, please reach out to us. You can email info at dscabq.com. We'd love to hear your questions and interact with you guys. Uh, but that's all for now. Lord willing, we'll have another episode up next week. But until then, let's all keep spreading God's glory broader and deeper. Gold. <laughs>
I've gone to three different microphones. <laughs> three different <laughs> microphones. <laughs> trying to get you guys to turn on the air. <laughs> for the love of all that is good. Lollipop. BFNM. BFNM. <laughs> 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 <laughs>